It's time to get in the game. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Get in the Game podcast, a podcast where we explore ways to get off the sidelines, stop making excuses, and get in the game. I'm your coach, Trevor Dean, and I just want to again say thank you for tuning in week after week. Um, it's been a blast. Uh, this is episode 24, and um, I just keep uh, rolling along, uh, having fun, hoping that it's blessing your lives uh, as much as it is mine to explore some of these topics and, and dive into the word to try and um, find ways to encourage you week after week. If you haven't already, go to, head on over to our website. It's at www.getinthegamepc.com. And at that place, you can find links to the uh, YouTube videos. And you can also and you can watch all the, our past ones and the current ones. You can also uh, use that same website to go to links to listen to our, our episodes on your favorite streaming uh, you know, app uh, of your choice. You can also uh, use the links in there to hit up our social media, which are at, uh, you can, we got Twitter, we have Facebook, and we have Instagram. Um, you can go on all those things. Uh, the handle for all those as well is at Get in the Game PC. And uh, if you don't want to go through the website, you can just go straight to the social media site of your choice. Type in at Get in the Game PC, and you'll find us right there. Also, you can always email us at getinthegamepodcast at gmail.com. That's getinthegamepodcast at gmail.com. And you can always uh, give us your prayer requests, give us topics that you might want us to explore, um, any praises or prayer requests, again, that I said, um, um, or any encouragement uh, that you might be wanting or that you have for me. Uh, I would love to hear from you either way. Um, I do have an announcement. Uh, something big in uh, my life and the life of my wife and I, uh, our marriage. Um, I have uh, answered the call to go back to the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, the ministry of FCA. Um, it's been on my heart for a long time. Uh, I've, I basically have been thinking about it since I left, um, but it hasn't been always a, a, a sure sure thing. I wasn't sure if it was God's call in my life. Um, I'm thankful for the time I had prior with FCA. I'm also very thankful for the time I've had off with them. It's gotten me to a point where um, I have realized some things. I have gotten better. um, I've matured. And uh, I am now ready to step back into full-time ministry with FCA. Um, So I am in that transition period from uh, my current job to um, fundraising, uh, with FCA because FCA is a, it's basically, it's a local missionary type job. So I am raising support in that way. So, um, I would appreciate your prayers, uh, with that while I'm on that, on that journey of raising support. And then once I have raised the amount of support I need, I will then be on staff with them, uh, official staff right now. It's a, a, a prospective staff. Uh, it's and that's just for that time when I'm raising support. So uh, I'm excited about it. I'm ready to get going with that, and uh, I, I'm just ready to get back into full time ministry and and 
working with coaches and athletes again in, in a ministry capacity. Um, it was a blessing in my life, and I, I can't wait to get started again. Now on to today's topic. Don't get angry at me and shut off this episode. I'm trying to make a point. Today, I, I, I'm going to be talking about um, like quarrels and division uh, between people and reasons why we get into that. And I've always had this idea if I was going to be preaching uh, like, a, like a guest speaker at a church or anything, especially at my church, I would uh, start off maybe by kind of saying that same thing. I'm trying to make a point, so don't get super angry. Don't come at me. Don't get don't, don't get up and leave, or in this case, don't shut off the, the episode. But I have a couple questions for you, and it's it's a lot of them have to do with sport, and some have to do with just preferences. So I want to ask, you know, what, in your opinion, is the best NBA team? Is it the Lakers? Is it the Celtics? The Warriors? Is it the Spurs? Nope. You're all wrong. It's the Bulls. Why is it the Bulls? Well, Michael Jordan. And basically just because I said so. And I think they're the best. And uh, even though he hasn't played in you know 20 years, I think he's the best. So, you know, that, that's how it is. What's the best NFL team? Is it the Steelers? The Patriots? They have the most Super Bowls. Is it the Cowboys? They have the next most. Nope. Wrong again. It's the 49ers. They have the second most, you know, tied for the second most with the Cowboys for Super Bowls. But that's my favorite team. And, uh, you know, I just think that they're the best team. I root for them. Uh, there's no other way you can argue it. That's just the way it is. What about the best M- uh, MLB team, the best baseball team? The Yankees? They have, I believe, 27 World Series. The Cardinals, they have the most, uh, next most at 13. The Red Sox, the Giants, Dodgers. Nope. Again, everyone's wrong. It's the Oakland A's. Why? Well, they have the, they're tied for the third most with the Red Sox. They're a California team. Like, you know, the Bash Brothers in the 80s, the, the 89 World Series when they swept the Giants, you know. You know what else can you what else can you argue? That's the, that's the best team. The A's are the best franchise. What about the best college football team? Is it Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, Notre Dame? <laughs> Definitely not. Especially not Notre Dame. Why? Because I'm a USC fan. USC Trojans fight on. They are the best team. The West Coast team. They're, they're the premier West Coast team. You know what? Uh, there's nothing else. Reggie Bush, Matt Leinart. You know now that now that players in college can get paid. Like you know, how can they how can they punish what uh, people thought that Reggie Bush did or any improprieties that were there? The the NCAA's uh, investigation was so uh, out of whack at that time. Like you know, there, there's nothing to argue anymore. Reggie Bush is the is the best uh, running back to ever play the game. So it's USC is the best football team. How about the best basketball player ever? I already mentioned it before. It's Michael Jordan. It's not LeBron. It's not Kobe. It's not Magic. It's not Kareem. It's not Bill Russell. Even though Bill Russell has the most rings, it's not. It's Michael Jordan. End of story. How about the best baseball player? Babe Ruth? Hank Aaron? Barry Bonds? 
in my opinion, no. It's my opinion is it's Willie Mays. Just the, the, we go back and look at the way he played. He he set the tone for the the modern, the modern player today, modern outfielder. The way people hit Willie Mays, bar none, best baseball player ever. How about the best boxer? Is it uh, Muhammad Ali? Is it Evander Holyfield? Mike Tyson? Mayweather? Rocky Marciano? Mayweather and Rocky Marciano were both undefeated in their thing. Marciano was a heavyweight. Mayweather wasn't. Is it, you know, is it uh, Oscar De La Hoya? Is it Indus? No, I mean, it, it's, it's none of them. None of them are the best ones. I think it's Butterbean, the big fat guy who used to sit around and do that because he could just take a punch. I'm, I'm joking, of course. I don't think it's him. I'm trying to make a point. How about the best football player? Is it Joe Montana? Is it Peyton Manning, Tom Brady? Is it Barry Sanders? Is it Marcus Allen? Is it a defensive player, Ronnie Lott? That's who I, I would choose. To me, Ronnie Lott's my favorite. Why? He's a 49er. He's also a Trojan. So he came from two of my favorite teams. Of course, that's him. Best player ever. How about let's switch from sports? Where's a better place to live, the Bay Area in California or Southern California? Wrong. Neither one of them. It's the Central Valley. Why? Because you're a couple hours from each one. You're a couple miles from the, from the mountains and from the beach. You're right in the center of everything. You don't have to just have one. You can have all of it and just be in one spot. Is it the, what's better, the mountains or the beach? The mountains, of course. You can have water and lakes in the mountains, but you can't have the mountains right there on the beach. Now, that's a horrible argument, especially living in California, because there's mountains in different areas of the state. Is it Ford, Chevy, or Dodge? What's the best one? It doesn't matter. What's the best place to live, USA or anywhere else in the, in the in the world. Again, most people would say, especially in, who live here in the United States, would say USA, but it's not necessarily true. The reason I bring that up is because we get in conversations like this all the time with fa- friends and family members, and we get we we let time get to us, and we um, I'm, I'm trying to drive from the point that. We all have different opinions and reasons why we think things are the best. But in reality, it would be impossible to prove that any of these things are better than the other. They're all preferences and it doesn't matter. But we like to get into these conversations. We like to let them get to us and it turns us, uh, it turns to a heated discussion and sometimes it turns to arguments. And before you know it, you're angry and can't control your temper or it leads to resentment or division among family and friends uh, through those arguments. When in all reality, these things may not, they may be fun to debate from time to time uh, or wonder about harmlessly, just kind of like, oh, I wonder like this and that, but they don't matter. These sort of things just don't matter in day-to-day life. But we, we let ourselves get into these conversations and it, it drains time from us. Uh, I've heard people say the only resource you can't get back is time. It's the most valuable resource that we have. You can always make more money. You can always grow more food or buy more, more food. You can always get more energy, but you can't get more time. 
so when we engage in these worthless conversations, we're literally using time of our lives. We're wasting time on these conversations that do not matter, that you can never prove. Now, if you were to say, like, what's what's sold the most, Ford, Chevy, or Dodge, what's what's been the most profitable, then that's that's a stat that you can get. If you were to say who has the most championships, it's a that's a stat that you could you could you could research, you could find, and then you could post it and say, okay, if it's baseball, yeah, the Yankees have the most by a lot more, double with the next person, or next, but not next person, but the next franchise. Those are actual stats that you can get. Now that doesn't necessarily make them a better team, especially in sport. What you do currently is the only thing that matters it's not about who won last year because so many times in sport especially in football it seems like um, teams win the Super Bowl and then they either struggle to get the playoffs or they get to the playoffs and they don't do anything or sometimes they don't make the playoffs altogether in baseball that happened you know I live in in Clovis, California, right in the heart of the Central Valley. And there's a lot of Dodgers fans. There's a lot of Giants fans. And they're always ragging on each other. But just as a baseball fan in general, when the Giants won the World Series in 2010, they struggled in 2011. And then they won in 2012. And then they struggled uh, in 2013. And I don't mean struggled as like they didn't win anything, but they didn't have nearly the success, even though the teams were pretty much the same teams. There's always some revolving players here and there or some people who move. But then in 2014, they end up winning again. But they were a wild card team, I believe, that year. And so it's one of those things where it doesn't matter what you did the previous year, whether you won or whether you lost. It only matters what you're doing then. Same thing like, oh, that's great. Ford's been around since the early 1900s, but what if they have had really horrible vehicles that have come out in the last, you know, four or five, six years. I'm not saying that they have, but if that's the case, but in Chevy and Dodge are putting out great products that doesn't necessarily make one better than the other. It just means at this time that they have a better product, but it doesn't make the company better or worse than the other. The reason I say all this is because in scripture, it addresses this exact, um, this ex- exact thing. Uh, in Second Timothy, uh, Paul is writing to Timothy, uh, and in verse, uh, in chapter two, verse twenty-three, Paul says, "Again, I say, don't get involved in foolish, ignorant arguments that only start fights. A servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but must be kind to everyone, be able to teach." And be patient with difficult people. That's 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 23 through 24. Don't get caught up in foolish, ignorant arguments that only start fights. It says it right there. We waste our time so much on things that don't matter, arguing about it, trying to prove to the next person that one thing is better than the other when all matter all reality it doesn't matter at all we need to get over it and get to stuff that actually matters it says a servant of the lord must not quarrel 
but must be kind to everyone and be able to teach and be patient with difficult people. So we're going to have people who are going to want to talk about this sort of stuff and, and, and want to bring up and, and, and be difficult, but we need to be patient with them, loving them, because Jesus commanded us to love our neighbors as ourselves. So the people we come in contact with, we need to be loving and kind and patient with them because Jesus was loving, kind, and patient with us in, in his life for us and, and the through his life uh, representing the Father to us. The Father is loving, kind, and patient with us every day of our lives. So we need to mirror that to those that we come in contact with whether they're Christian or not Christian. That we, that's our, our goal, and that is our, um, our charge here to do that. So why do I bring up these things? It's because I, in my daydreams or whatever that, uh, you know, when I thought about wanting to preach at uh, my church, it's basically because, what happens when in our lives, our everyday lives, when people say things or um, make comments about the kingdom of God or Christians or faith or Jesus, and we're not willing to get in those conversations? We're not willing to um, have those same kind of debates that we can just like, you know, jump into with, with sports and, and, um, any of these other topics I was saying, you know, car companies or, or places to live. You know, we can, we can spout off all these stats about any player of our favorite team or even of other teams, because we're just so into that sport. But yet when we're having a discussion, uh, maybe with a non-believer or someone who's having trouble or, or, or debate about doctrine in the Bible, can we spout off those verses? Can we, can we reference the Bible and God's truth about those things the way we can, the stats that, that we use uh, or the arguments that we use for other things and other arguments and other debates? Most of the time we can't, and I'm not, I'm not great at it either. And that's why I'm, I'm bringing this up because it's on my heart and it's on my mind. Like I heard so much in this last week about um, the, uh, the decision by Simone Biles to withdraw from the team competition and the all around competition. And in all reality, like I have thoughts and opinions and stuff like that, but in all reality, it doesn't matter. And why does it matter so much? It doesn't. That's the whole thing. It's we're so stuck on so many people. It's like that's disgraceful. And other people, it's so it's so brave that they're able to do it. And in all reality, the only person or people that it affects and should affect are one, her teammates, and those aren't even the most important. But two, herself. That's who it affects. That's the only person who gets to make that decision. The only person who gets to look themselves in the mirror and say, I did the right thing or didn't do the right thing. There's, I'm sure that there's going to be teammates who are disappointed that she wasn't able to, to, to make it. But if anyone understands her, her reasoning, it's her teammates. 
and by teammates, I, I extend that to coaches as well. But in reality, it does not matter. Even me just talking about it here, like that's her business. We get so crazy. The, the, the reason I, 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 I get so amped up about this is because in this country, this is what we've done. We've made that stuff so important to us. After every baseball game I watch or every football game or basketball game, why do we have to hear from the, every player every single time? I remember, and, and maybe maybe they did, but we never saw it because you know, we're such in such an information age nowadays that it's, it seems like it's so important to us. But I, like, I'm a Bulls fan, and I kind of stated that earlier. But I remember when, when the Chicago Bulls played in the early, early 90s and, and late 90s when they were winning their championships and Jordan was at his heyday. During the season, they weren't in. They they weren't doing uh, video pressers every single day after uh, a game and, and going into the locker room and doing all these things and, and talking to all the players and the coaches and stuff. You only saw that, and you only got to to see it on TV or read it in the paper um, from a coach or a player during the playoffs. And usually it was just during the finals. And like I said. We're in such an information age now that maybe they were doing it, but it was just for stories at that time. And it wasn't so much as like we have to hear directly from them. But we've made it that. We've made it so important that we have to hear from these people. We have to hear from these athletes. We have to hear from these coaches after a game, whether it's a win or a loss. The last thing I would want to do as a coach or a player is talk to you after my team lost. Leave me alone. That's my opinion might not be your opinion, and that's okay. But it doesn't matter. We've done this to people. We've done this to athletes and to um, to celebrities and and all this stuff with our social media and with um, you know our our sports channels and all this stuff and just having twenty four hour sports, twenty four hour access all the time. We've done this to people and. I, I kind of feel for these athletes who don't want to talk to the the press, who don't want to do interviews and don't want to do uh, press conferences. Like I wouldn't either. I would never want to. It's not about you guys and knowing what's going on in our team. What you get to see, what we put out there, that's what you that's what you get to see. That's that's my that's what I would be like if I was a pro athlete, and that's probably why I, um, uh. I probably would never be able to coach in that at that level because I just don't I don't care about it. I don't think it's any I don't think it's the press's business about that. That's my opinion. But when it comes to the gospel, when it comes to real life things that in doctrine in our faith, like are we able to sit there and defend it? Are we able to come up with reasons why um we believe instances in our own life when God showed up and we're able to say, Hey, I understand this, you know, it might be different or difficult for you to understand. But when this happened to me, I fell back on my faith and I was talking, uh, and I, I prayed and I read my Bible and I just sought out God and, and what, um, what his will for my life was. And he showed up every single time. He showed up this time when this happened. He showed up when this happened and this and this and this. If we can go down the line and make it real for other people, our own personal stats, our own personal God stats, when God showed up, when God performed in our lives, if we can do that, that's going to make a difference in those in those 
conversations and those uh, debates when people are, are wondering about your faith, when they, um, when they blaspheme the name of God, when they're GD this and GD that, when people do that, like, it's okay to stand up and say, hey, like, I really don't appreciate you using God's name that way. You know, it's okay to do that. And then when they, they could take it a couple different ways, they could uh, cuss you out, they could respect you, or they could start a debate with you. Well, why, why don't you care about that? Well, this is why. Because this is what God means to me. And, you know, I would never, I would never use someone that you love or respect in your life. I would never use their name in the same way that you're using my God, my, my heavenly father's name. Sometimes I, I, I don't think people think about it that way. It's like if, if they love their mother or their, their wife so much and you use their wife's name or mother's name as a cuss word, they probably wouldn't like it. They would probably get offended and tell you to stop. Well, why is it okay to do it with God? The answer is it's not okay. And we need to be bold and we need to be um, obedient to what the scripture says and just share people. We've got to be patient with those people, but we can, we can tell them when, like, Hey, that doesn't, I don't really like that. Could you stop? They, if they might not stop and that's fine, but you made your opinion, you, you made your stance known. I will not be doing that. It gives you a chance to then share the gospel with them or just plant a seed. They might not ever understand why you didn't want the Lord's name taken in vain. And then years later, someone else could, you know, reach them. It's a small little, small little chance, small little instance to do something when you know you should. And I I, I just feel that if we set our minds and our hearts on more useful and meaningful conversation then our our job as believers and Christians would be much easier because we let these other uh, subjects get to us. We get, let these other subjects um, create anger or create a division between us because we, sometimes we have trouble cutting it off at the right time. There are, I mean, here's the thing. A lot of you out there might know uh, the people that you can have these conversations with or, or debates and it just be, it'd be completely fine. But then there are others where, you know, you shouldn't get in these conversations because it leads to foolishness and arguments and it's just not, it's not productive in any way. And I just urge you to, when you get a chance to talk about the gospel, let's get into those kind of, conversations, those kind of debates. Let's use our knowledge and our experiences in our life with God to reach others. Instead of creating that division or creating that, those uh, uh, moments of uh, quarrels, let's, let's bring people together, whether it's a, a Christian or whether it is a non-believer. Let's use our, use our, our God stats for good and, and not just let them sit there and never, never break them out. It's like, you know, we, 
I, I just I had to stop, you know, because I have um, boxes and boxes of baseball cards and old awards and plaques and stuff like that. Um, and the only reason they're not in the house or up on walls is basically because we don't have the space for it. It's not the way we want to decorate our home. But so many people are, are so willing to put up that stuff and know everything about that team or everything about the player, if they're, you know, baseball cards or signed baseballs or uh, sports paraphernalia. They know everything about that, but then their Bible sits right underneath those things on a desk and we can barely recite any of those verses from memory. We know all the popular ones, but what about the ones that are the meat and potatoes of what the gospel is or, or, or what uh, God's character is maybe in the Old Testament or what we can be uh, um, awaiting you know, in the future through God's revelation, Jesus' revelation. So my challenge to not only you but to myself is to kind of drop meaningless and useless conversations and debates with people. And it goes without saying there's a lot of stuff in today's world that we could debate all day long and it brings nothing but division. And my prayer is that we can just let that go and love each other and realize that people have different opinions and different wants, different needs, and are going to have different actions. And that's okay because we're called to love each other and that's what we should do. And I, I pray that we can find common ground in the gospel and love each other, no matter what our preferences are, no matter what, uh, uh, what we're told we need to do, no matter what our opinions are. I'm not calling for unity in terms of uh, us in the world, but I'm calling for unity in, in the, the church, in the body of believers. I'm calling for us to to fall back on biblical truth. And that's what we, we should be agreeing on. That what's in the Bible, the truth that's in the Bible, if we can believe that and we're, we're cool with that with each other, then all the little other things that are around just don't matter. If, if our doctrine is based on biblical truth and we're obedient to that, that's what we need to focus on. Not what the world says we need to, to, to uh, accommodate or what the world says we need to, uh, to do in order to, to uh, live our lives. I'm not worried about what the world's saying. I'm worried about what God is saying. And I'm taking that stance right now and saying, I only care what God says. His truth for my life is what I am obedient to, what I plan to be obedient to. And I'm going to fight for our, my, me and my family to, to uh, get to that point where we are biblically obedient to what God says. What the world has for us, hey, whatever. You know, there's there's a lot of things that um, we have to deal with on a day to day basis that, uh, you know, it's right there in front of our faces. And I it, to me, 
it doesn't matter what what you what you decide. Um, that's your business. Uh, how you feel about stuff, that's your business. This right here is, is the only truth I need right now. Because there are things that we have to do to, to live in, in a certain country, to live in the United States. If you were living in a different country, you'd have to do other things. But we have the freedom here right now to be able to read this word, to live it out, and to be free from sin. And that's what I plan to do. I'm not going to let the sin of this world get to me to where um, it overtakes me and it influences my life. I'm focused on the truth of God and his word for me. So I'm going to leave it there. Um, I love you guys. I hope that I sparked some, some interest um, or, or some thoughts um, in some of you. Uh, yeah, it's a, uh, it, it can be a difficult thing. And I know a lot of the, my examples were, were sports related. Um, I kind of use some of the more worldly stuff that we're going through in the last year and a half. Uh, I didn't specifically talk about it, but I hope you kind of got that, um, that gist, that, that, uh, inference, but we still have to be obedient. If we call ourselves believers, we have to be obedient to his word first country second. And then figure out what is what is best for us based off of uh, based off of what you read in scripture. How God is talking to you might be different from how God is talking to me. That doesn't make my way better than yours or your way better than us. If we're both hearing from God through His Word, and we're not we're not using our own biases to to uh, influence what we think God's telling us. Like if we're truly able to just sit there, read and ask God to speak in our lives. And we come to two different conclusions on how to live our lives in this country. That's okay. I'm going to love you the same. It doesn't matter. I just ask that you love me the same. So might be in a little different, uh, episode this this week a little more uh amped up a little more passionate about it uh but i felt like you know it's on my heart i heard so much stuff so many different conversations about little things that just don't matter and uh, i think we need to get back to loving each other so thanks for tuning in this week um again watch out for uh some new episodes with some guests on it that is coming up uh i'm really looking forward to that and sharing those with you i uh, can't wait to share them uh, so my last thing i'm gonna say this is the same thing i say every week let's get off the sidelines stop making excuses love each other and let's get in the game we'll talk to you later we'll see you next week Thank you for listening to the Get in the Game podcast. Please take a second to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. That's the best way to support us. Find us on YouTube and subscribe for more content. If you would like for us to pray for you, or if you have topics that you would like us to tackle in upcoming episodes, email us at getinthegamepodcast at gmail.com. That's getinthegamepodcast at gmail.com. Or hit us up on Twitter and Instagram 
at GetInTheGamePC. If you've experienced getting off the sidelines and getting into the game yourself, please let us know. And remember, it's time to get in the game.